Hey everybody, welcome to episode one of Two Cell Zealots. I am here with my coworker Melissa Samino, and before I introduce her credentials, I just have to put a disclaimer out there that we are really excited about this podcast, and that's because we really are cell zealots, and we want people to know that, and for that reason, the opinions expressed in this podcast are our own personal opinions that are informed by our education and experience. They are not the opinions of the company we both work for, so please keep that in mind. They are also not medical advice. So if you're considering listening to anything that we've said and you want to change any healthcare decisions, please consult your doctor first. If this is an emergency, turn off the podcast and call 911. <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Katie. So that being said... <laughs> Melissa is here with me. She's got a BS in biomedical engineering from UT Austin, and she is a product engineer here with me. And Katie has a BS in bioengineering from Rice University and a master's and PhD in biomedical engineering from the University of Texas at Austin. Woo! Good job. <laughs> All right, so um, thank you, Katie, for that introduction. So the purpose of this podcast, um, MedRebels has invited us to do a podcast to update patients and physicians on stem cell clinical studies and use and frequently asked questions and things like that. Um, a lot of patients have uh, many misconceptions about stem cells in general. Uh, for example, they don't know that they're used clinically right now in the United States. They think they have to go to Germany or in some cases Mexico for stem cells, which we don't really recommend. Right. And... Um, Sometimes people don't know where to find information on stem cells, even if they wanted to research a possible treatment they've never, off, they've never heard of. Um, but we want to really um, address these issues and tell you that there's plenty of studies and cases done right here in, at home in the United States. Um, the goal of this podcast is to be highly informative and fun, and we want to share with you all the information available on stem cells and to confront some of the myths out there. So if you're getting, um, so if you're thinking about getting stem cell therapy, we want to make sure you have all the information you need so that you can ask your physicians the right questions. Bam. So, so um, today we're going to discuss some common FAQs. Uh, for example, number one, where do you get adult stem cells from? So there are two types of adult stem cells physicians commonly use. There's bone marrow derived and adipose or fat derived uh, cells. Um, the FDA has some issues with the way many physicians process adipose drive cells, so the majority of adult stem cell procedures in the U.S. rely on the cells found in your bone marrow. So physicians will take your own adult stem cells from the iliac crest or your hip bone, and they will use a needle to take about 60 mils of your bone marrow from your hip, and they will concentrate this liquid down to a small volume. Now, you're probably hearing that big number, 60 mils, and you're thinking that sounds like a lot, but you guys drink Cokes all the time. Cokes are almost, they're right at 355 mils. So 60 cc's is less than a sixth or approximately a sixth of a Coke. So it's really not that large of a volume. Right. Um, and once the cells are in this small volume, your physician will use them in the way he believes to be the most beneficial for you and your specific injury. Another question that we get all the time is what happens in a procedure like this? What is it like? So what happens is the doctor is going to assess, you know, what's going on with you. And so the way he proceeds is going to be a little bit different based upon what you're having treated. But typically the procedure is going to be less than an hour. Like Melissa said, the doctor is going to draw bone marrow from your hip bone, concentrate that process takes less than 20 minutes. And then he's going to take that concentrated bone marrow and use it to put back into whatever site he's treating with them. 
So the whole thing usually is less than an hour unless it's involved in like a really big surgery procedure. Right, and uh, Katie's actually been in way more cases than I have. And how many times have patients actually, you know, said that it hurt or screamed or whatever, or did they say they didn't feel it? I have never heard a patient scream. (laughs) Uh, I have had one of our coworkers tell me very excitedly that she could feel it all the way in her butt, although she did not use that word. (laughs) Um, We'll have some more stories about what our coworkers say their stem cell experiences are like another time. (laughs) That's right. Um, Question number three, what are differences between the different therapies that physicians are claiming as stem cell therapies? Um, So right now I'm going to introduce six that are things that you've heard. So probably one of the first things you've heard on the news or, or wherever is embryonic stem cells. These cells come from a discarded in vitro fertilization procedure, and they have not been proven successfully um, clinically except for one very recent macular degeneration study, which we'll talk about at a later date. Um, and the, when we say they were not successful, what was happening is that when people were getting embryonic stem cells implanted in them, those turn, those cells turned into tumors. So embryonic um, stem cells mean cancer. Yeah. So biggest limitation is that even when we don't, sorry, even when we do learn how to utilize these cells, they will always be another person's cells, not your own. So um, number two is allogenic. So these cells that were har- are harvested from another person, usually taken to a lab and expanded or grown, and then frozen in this small quanti- qu- quality, no quantity, <laughs> small quantity to be used off shelf. Um, there are two big issues with this type of cell. So the first one is the freezing process. It's very sensitive. It's not often carried out correctly in a clinical setting versus a lab setting. And the second one is the expansion process can easily introduce contaminants and decreases uh, the potency of the cells. When we say contaminants, is imagine you know your cells are being taken out of a person. Um, the cells are taken out of a person and grown somewhere. There's a chance if they are not very, very careful with expanding those cells, there could be a mold contamination, there could be bacterial contamination, who knows what could get in those. Um, or just regular cooties. Ooh, cooties. Yeah, that is, that is, I didn't think about that one. <laughs> um, this is why you won't find any FDA-approved allogenics live cells um, on the market right now. Um, the third one I want to talk to you about is amniotic. Um, these products are derived from processed amniotic tissue, um, or you know, placental umbilical cord kind of stuff. Stuff, and uh, oh, sorry, are you gonna say something? That's the scientific term. Stuff. Placental umbilical cord stuff. Yeah, and um, per FDA regulations, they should not contain live cells, so they aren't really stem cell products, despite what some people might say about them. Another type of therapy some physicians are claiming as stem cell therapy, which is very wrong, is called prolotherapy. Prolotherapy is just sugar water. It's there's no cells in it. Um, we're gonna discuss this on a later podcast. We'll talk. We'll talk about studies and things like that. But for now, it's just sugar water. Again, that was prolotherapy. All right, another one. PRP, also known as platelet-rich plasma. Um, some people may have heard this as the vampire facelift. Um, so PRP does not have stem cells. It's taken from your blood and it's concentrated down, but it does have some beneficial qualities. It does contain a lot of proteins and growth factors, which are all uh, beneficial for the healing cascade. Mm-hmm. And the last one we want to talk to you about is adult stem cell therapy. These mean This means 
that they contain your own stem cells. Um, beware of those therapies that grow up your cells. Again, you know, that's a huge risk for contamination. But therapies that use your own bone marrow in a single procedure are, are well documented and have been used for decades for a variety of applications. Absolutely, they have. So the next question that we get all the time is, is stem cell therapy safe? Which in light of what Melissa just said about embryonic stem cells is a question you should definitely be asking because you don't want someone to give you embryonic stem cells and then, oh, hey, sorry about the cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually going to talk about in our uh, the next episode, we're going to talk about a little bit more detail. But we work with this man, Dr. Hernigo, who's been doing very well done studies of adult stem cell procedures in orthopedics for longer than both of us have been alive. And in addition to his work, we know that stem cell been, has been used clinically since at least the 60s. So there's this really long history proving out the safety of this type of a procedure. And just in Dr. Hernigo's one, one of his studies, he looked at over 2,000 or nearly 2,000 patients followed them for 20 years and saw no adverse side effects and no increase in cancer side effects, which means that for all of those, you know, almost 2,000 patients, there was absolutely no change in the cancer rates for them versus the rest of the population who had never received stem cells. So it's uh, using your own stem cells has proven thus far to be just incredibly, incredibly safe. Right. Um, so now, does stem cell therapy work? Um, so the treatment will depend on your injury and how well the physician can retrieve your stem cells. There is a technique for it. Um, and there's, although there's no guarantee that a stem cell procedure, even an adult stem cell procedure at point of care will work for you, in this podcast, um, in different episodes, we're going to start introducing you to many, many different studies in which stem cell therapy was very successful. And we'll just explain all the parameters that were used and go um, into really good detail about the results. Yeah, absolutely. So the last question we get from people is what should I ask my doctor if I'm wondering if stem cells are right for me? Or if my doctor has offered me stem cells and I'm wondering, you know, if what he's offering me is really stem cells. So the first thing that we tell people is please be sure to go ahead and do your research. I mean, the very first thing you should ever do when someone tells you they want to do something is Google it. <laughs> Google mm -hmm. it and check a couple of those results. You know, not everything on the internet is true. That's We all know that. But you can get kind of a good baseline idea of if something is definitely not true, Google usually points that out pretty quickly. MedRebels is a wonderful resource for getting you started on legitimate information on different types of stem cell therapies that people are doing right now. So you also want to ask what kind of stem cell therapy you're having because like Melissa said there are a lot of things out there that people are saying are stem cells that really aren't and so you want to get them to say very clearly I will be using your bone marrow or I will be using your blood or I will be using something called prolotherapy because then you know specifically what they're calling quote-unquote stem cells and you can make your own decision as to whether you want to proceed with someone who thinks that sugar water is stem cells or something like that. So you also want to know what the FDA status is of the procedure. You don't want someone testing something on you <laughs> without your knowledge, right? So you want to hear what's the FDA status, what does it cost? If someone's telling you that it costs $100,000, please go get a second opinion <laughs> because there are very few procedures that we've encountered 
that legitimately cost $100,000 and legitimately provide what we would consider to be enough of a probability of a good result to justify that kind of a cost. You want to ask what the procedure is like because you may be thinking that you're getting a bone marrow procedure when your doctor is thinking that he's going to do an adipose procedure and so you want to make sure that you get an idea of actually step by step what's going to happen, where the cells are going to come from, and how your doctor is going to process them before he uses them on you. You want to know if your doctor has any idea of how long the stem cells will last. I'm going to put this out there as a scientist that right now, even though we have just a lot of literature and publications and studies on this and we are getting really good follow-up data on these types of procedures, your doctor is never going to give you a guarantee of how long something lasts. But I would definitely question if your doctor says this is the only thing you'll ever need. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's nothing is going to be a one shot. It's not, it's not magic. It's not magic. Stem cells are not magic. They are very real parts of your body and they work the way that biology and the human body work. And that means that there's time. going to be a spectrum of the way patients respond. And it's also going to be a process. There's going to be a, a length of time. And if you look at the literature, a lot of the procedures that people do will reach these kind of peaks of treatment efficacy at somewhere between six and 18 months. And so if you have someone that's saying, definitely this is going to last you for 15 years, that's something you need to question. Um, you want to know how your doctor thinks the stem cells are going to help in your specific case. If you are missing a finger and you have a doctor that says, I am going to regrow your finger, you need to question that because that is a very complex little appendage and there's a lot that would be involved in regrowing an entire finger. And I got to tell you, if you know someone who really can regrow fingers, hook us up because we <laughs> want to be a part of whatever that is. Um, we, I, I do believe that we will see that in our lifetimes, but we are not there right now. And if someone tells you something as outlandish as that, you need to question it. You want to hear someone who is well informed of what's happening and who is going to give you realistic expectations of what this therapy can do for you. And it is very powerful, but at the same time, just like Melissa said, it's not magic. And if it ever becomes magic, we will tell you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the last question that, we, that you want to ask is what device is being used to concentrate the stem cells and what the recovery is of stem cells. Because if you, especially if you are having a procedure, because some of these procedures are cash pay. They're not covered by insurance. And if you're having a procedure like that, I personally want to know that I'm spending my money on something that's already been vetted. And so if I know someone is literally using test tubes in the back, I'm going to question that because I don't know if that person knows how to use the test tube in the pipette correctly. But if I know a device is being used that has documented cell recoveries, that makes me feel a lot more comfortable with that situation. And um, we want you guys to feel comfortable if that's the kind of therapy that you're choosing. It's kind of like if something is like a black box don't assume that it's perfect or Absolutely. magical or anything like that. Important to do your research. Absolutely. So there's really a ton of information. We could have even made this particular episode probably twice as long as it was, but we wanted to get just a little bit of information out there on this first run and uh, hope you guys will stick around because we've got a lot more literature to cover. And we now that we've got the FAQs out of the way, we'll start getting a little bit more into detail. So um, if you have any questions or comments, feel, please feel free to message us on Twitter. 
So Katie is uh, Dr. Lightning TX, and uh, I am Cell Whisperer, Cell with a C. Um, we post about many more articles and studies that are not covered in this podcast, so if you would like to keep up with the latest stem cell and science news, please follow us, and um, be sure to check us out next week when we discuss whether or not stem cells um, carry a, a risk of cancer. So thanks for, thanks listening. for listening, guys.